to keep the nooner. Kim Brown, welcome to the show. It's good to see you. And Lily's Flowers and UV and Tiger King and Audi. It's good to see you. My goodness, we have Purple Princess in the house. Uh, I'm going to go all the way up. Squire, it's good to see you. Thank you for being here. Keeping, I did this, I did this before too. Keeping it real. I I called you keeping it tree last time. Some ridiculous name. Keeping it real. Welcome to the show. It's good to see you. Thank you for being here. You guys, happy day after election day. It feels kind of like the day after Christmas where you're just like your new toys are broken now and you're just like, well, that sucked. And now you got to gear up and get ready for next year. How are we doing? How are we doing? Are we doing well? Are we good? We're also, um, we're live on the Tiki Talk too. For those of you on TikTok, we're on YouTube, icons in my bio. Poor Doug, bus driver, babe, what's up? I'm here for this one. We've got a lot to talk about today. So I feel like there was a lot of amplification when it came to the red wave and the majority, I got talked to text this morning. I talked a little bit to Justin this morning. Uh, the red wave did not go as much as, as people thought it would. And depending on what you think um, and what you believe, that is very interesting to me. And it shows me that we still have a lot of work to do. And I'm not saying that because we need to vote Republican all the time. Every time I'm saying that, because this is what happens when you vote straight party line. Like I am not going to vote for this person. Whoops. Knock my phone over strictly because they are Republican. Then instead of doing the research on the people, they just voted straight party lines. And, and a lot of people are still doing that. And so it goes to show you that we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to encouraging people to do research on the people that they're going to be voting for on the policies that they're voting for. I know one of the big, uh, they're saying one of the big elector things was the Roe versus Wade and women's rights. But if you really understood the decision by the Supreme Court, you would also understand that that is a decision that should be left up to the state. I don't know that that necessarily had a lot to do with it, considering the state that the economy is in right now. Um, It's very interesting how people chose that over, um, you know, being able to put food on the table for the families that they do have and so on and so forth. And so we're going to get into a lot of that. There are a couple things that I want to cover first. I got uncensored being here right now. Um, tonight's live was had to be rescheduled and we're going to get her rescheduled. And then this is kind of how gonna kind of gonna 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 kind of be how it's going to be probably until the middle of January. And the reason for that is I've got kids who are in the kids stuff and the scheduling for that causes a lot of conflicts at night. And we don't get the schedules for that until right before it happens. And so you're going to be looking at, hold on for me one second. 
Um, no live invites on TikTok. Thank you. And you're going to be seeing a lot of that coming into uh, probably into January. So with her, we're going to get her rescheduled and then we're going to keep going. But I still am going to be able to do a lot of the nooners because nobody's here at noon, obviously. And so I'm able to go live and, and do all of these things um, for that. <clears throat> so Uncensored B, we'll get you rescheduled. We'll see you. No live tonight. Um, feelings over logic. That's what I'm saying. Live all day. Double and Glenn, what's up? It's all good as long as Nancy's gone. Well, let's just kick it off at that. So initially we came out with a report stating that enough of the seats were flipped to be able to take back the power of the house. And now it's looking like because of um, some other things that happened that we didn't think were going to happen. We don't know yet. It is too close to call yet as what that's going to happen. The Georgia runoff, this is going to lead me into my first article. So this was breaking news just a few minutes ago. Let me go ahead and get it pulled up here. So Georgia State heads into December 6th runoff between Raphael Warnick and Herschel Walker. So Atlanta, the Georgia State run race is headed to a runoff. NBC's News projected Wednesday with neither Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock nor Republican challenger Herschel Walker topping the necessary 50 percent required under state law to win on the first ballot. The runoff will take place on December 6th, according to Georgia Secretary of State's office. And both campaigns were bracing for this Tuesday night as the results came in and showed a close contest. The contest pitted Warnock, who was elected in the 2020 special election against Walker, a former football star, Herschel Walker, get some, um, who was encouraged by former President Donald Trump to run. Walker, a first-time political candidate, drew an early endorsement from Trump, but and all but cleared the Republican primary field. And so it doesn't look like we're going to be knowing a ton about the Georgia stuff um, until December. So more to come on that with runoffs and redos and recounts. Very interesting stuff. Hello, hello. I heard that Arizona hopes that they are done by things. We're going to talk about that. I've got a video that's talking about that and I've got articles. Hello. Yes, we're on YouTube. Um, what else? Did I see something else in here. Principles of checks and balances are gone when people vote straight party lines. Yes, this is going to be, and this is what happened last night is a primary example of this is, is a lot of people, and it doesn't matter where you were sitting when it came to um, what you, what you decided to vote for. If you vote straight party lines, you're, you're kind of part of the problem. It does happen to be this way that um, a lot of the common sense did run on a Republican party line, but I never vote straight party lines. I always research the people that I'm voting for. Um, and this time was no different. We had one, I had voted one Democrat in and it was for a local uh, Supreme justice seat or something. It was one of our courts thing. Um, and I voted for him because I like him. I like his policies. I like what he's done for my state. And I like what he's done for my County. So, and have you heard anything else being refused ballots? I have not. And so we're not going to really get into a lot of that. Obviously here on YouTube, YouTube gets really touchy with that kind of stuff. Again, you kind of all, obviously if you're on Twitter, you've seen some stuff and you're on CNN came out and they told you that if you want, um, good information on the election, then you should tune in to CNN and they will give you that good information. And so that's what I'm going to tell you. And they also told you to stay off social media. So we're not really going to get into that just yet right now, um, just because things are still touchy here. You, even that you still, you have to do research on nonpartisan races. You can't rely on party lines. We can't, but this is the problem. And I think this is the problem that we ran with last, last night. I think the majority of people they voted for people just because they were not the party that the people hated. And that causes a huge problem because then you really don't know who you're putting into office, which kind of leads me into my next point that I wanted to talk about too. I got a whole list. I got tabs open. We're going to do 
But before we go any further, you guys, we got 100 people in here right now. If you could do me a quick salad and just go and smash that like button here on YouTube, it does help. I'm going to count from 10 to 1. So from 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Thank you so much for smashing the like button. And if you like what you see, please consider subscribing too. We're live quite often and we have lots of fun. It's a good time. Also, today's live is brought to you by our membership club who pay five bucks to be a part of the membership club. They're the first to get to see the lineups. They get special posts. They get special emojis. So if that's something you're interested in as well, just hit the join button and it will get you into that all exclusive Shipwreck Show membership club. And thank you guys for being a part of it as you as you already are. I love your faces. Thank you for being here. Um, as we kind of continue into this and as we've made a few videos talking about a lot of this, I saw a lot of comments in regards to, um, two wings of the same bird. I see a lot of comments with that people who they, they don't, they don't believe that anything is going to change anyway and none of it really matters. So they're just going to simply not participate. And I struggle with this mightily. It specifically comes from a lot of my spiritual side of TikTok, a lot of the spiritual people that I follow. And it almost comes out a lot of the videos and a lot of the comments almost had this false sense of um like uh not like authority but like a false sense of of being better than everybody else because well we know we're just not going to participate we're just going to stay over here and that's fine um and and you can have your opinion on it but a lot of it came from israel what's up it's good to see you alpha a lot of that comes from I struggle with it because the people who are out here voting and the people who are out here um, doing what they feel like they can do to fight for your rights as well. They're, you know, we're not so far removed when they used to burn people who healed themselves with crystals at the stake. Right. And the only reason we don't do that anymore is because the people stood up and said, that's enough. And that's what a lot of people do when they're voting and when they're researching their candidates. And so by saying a lot of that kind of thing to those people or by coming out with that kind of stance, um, is dismissive to the people who are trying to fight for not only their right to do the things that they want to do, but your right to do the things you want to do, your right to believe in the universe and to believe in your, you know, in whatever God you want to believe in or to not believe in God. The only reason that you have the right to come out of here on TikTok and do that is because there are people on the front lines that are fighting for your right to do that. And so if you are somebody who is saying that, JH Dad, thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on. Thank you so much for the super sticker. I love your face. So if you're out here doing that, um, like I said, keep doing it if you want to, but just be very aware of that because it is very dismissive to the people who are voting, who who are doing what they feel like is the right thing to do when they're trying to fix things um, for their families and yours as well. Um, I don't participate in fantasy sports. It's not because I think I'm better or smarter. It's because I don't believe in the crap system. And this is, yeah, and I get that. I understand where the mentality comes from, that the system is broken. But until we have a different system to replace it with, this is all people have. This is it. This is all we've got. And so to to diminish what people are trying to do is, in my opinion, is disrespectful to the people who are who are trying to do something. Um, I can't stand. We'll talk a little bit about Abbott. Abbott won again in, in Texas. Again, so just keep that in mind. This is how people fight. This is how people feel like they can fight. And we shouldn't be taking that away from people. Um, let me go through. So the first thing, obviously, so I'm from Iowa. Okay, it seems like we're all doing all right. We're all, we might, some of you guys might be a little disappointed. I'm not. I feel like the people for the most part have spoken. I know that there's some stuff going on in Arizona. It sounds like there could be some stuff going on in Georgia. But as far as like the elections as a whole, I really do feel like, maybe the people have spoken and have gone out and they elected the people that they felt would be the best person for their state. 
I don't agree, but I don't live there. So, but it's okay. Um, I'm very proud of my states as well. And with that, I'm going to kick it off with Iowa. And so Iowa, let me pull this up. Iowa, I'm Chuck Grassley won in Iowa again for the U S Senate. I'm not a Chuck Grassley fan. I met him. I feel like it, we could have done something else with Chuck Grassley, but whatever he won again on Iowa went or stayed majority. The majority of Iowa stayed pretty red. Governor Reynolds won again. Um, and I've got her acceptance speech here, which we'll watch in just a minute. I liked governor Reynolds. I voted for governor Reynolds. Um, I, I liked what she did during the COVID stuff. She stood her ground. She didn't mandate, uh, that the people do anything, but she did offer assistance and offer the capability for you to, you know, mask or to get jabs or whatever you want to do. She left a lot of the decisions that needed to be made, uh, to the counties and to the towns for them to do what they wanted. I like that. I liked her hands on, but hands off, um, the way that she she ran this. So I did vote for her again, and I am happy to say that she won. And here is her acceptance speech. I want to tell you, it has been uh, the honor of a lifetime to have the opportunity to serve as the governor of this amazing state. And it's even um, a greater honor to be given the opportunity to serve you for another four years. It's been an incredible campaign, and as we traveled across Iowa, we told Iowa's story. And I'm excited to say to you tonight that we are not done, because the best is yet to come. From the very beginning, uh, this campaign has been about Iowa. It's been about you because it's the people of Iowa who make this state what it is, hardworking, innovative, committed to each other. You know, I want to recognize my opponent, Deidre DeGere. Uh, I have a lot of respect for anyone who is willing to stand up and put their name on, a on the ballot. She worked hard, she traveled across Iowa to take her message to the people, and while we have our differences, we both want Iowa to succeed and that's how it should be. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the campaign, we're all Iowans and we're all in this together. All right, Governor Reynolds, congratulations on being the governor of Iowa again. Um, I hope she sticks to her guns again this time and does uh, what she's been doing for the most part. That, there's some things that I wish she would do a lot better, but for the most part on the, the issues that I hang my hat on, uh, she did just fine. So congratulations to her. And Iowa, like I said, Iowa stayed predominantly red. Grassley got put back in. Um, we, let's, let's see, we took the house as well. The Iowa house is, is stayed pretty red and with, with some common sense, he did a great job as well. And that was it. So Iowa wasn't really exciting. And we're not. We're, we're usually not super exciting. Like I said, there was no issues here. I went. I voted. I had to register in my county. And it was done. It was very quiet. Um, I just got it done. And she announced and it was over. But I know not a lot of states were like that. And so we're going to go through some of the states that I felt were kind of interesting. And the first one that I want to talk about is the California governor's race. So California... California. I don't live in California. I mean, so whatever, whatever, however you want to run your state, but California governor's race called for Gavin Newsom two minutes after the poll closed. There he is, Gavin Newsom. So if you guys remember, Gavin Newsom 
went out to dinner at a restaurant um, while telling the rest of you that you had to stay home because of COVID, um, maskless, just out there, just spreading his good news. But he won. So Gavin Newsom has won a second term for the state's top executive on Tuesday in a race that was called just two minutes after the polls closed statewide, illustrating just how much of a stronghold the Democrats have on the reins of power in the Golden State. Prime preliminary results from Tuesday's general election showed Newsom ahead of his Republican challenger, Senator Brian Dahi, by 30 percent points at 9 a.m. I'm kind of curious as to what California is is thinking. Like I, I'm I'm I mean, do they like how things are run? Do I have anybody from California? Do you like how things are being run in California? Um, I mean, do you are you happy with it? I mean, if you are, super. Um, if that's what you want, I'm hearing a lot of stuff about this um didn't they like vote to impeach him at one point i thought there was like a whole they they wanted to impeach him they were sick of it like and you're gonna and he's nancy pelosi's nephew so that definitely doesn't help him out at all um i'm, I'm very curious as to what happened in california there's also talks now and this made me a little sick too um with this about gavin newsom possibly Oh, they recalled him. Thank you, Tex. They recalled him, not impeached him. There's also talks now about him potentially running for 2024 for president of the United States. As a president, as the president of the United Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom. No, you think he's going to run. I've heard this from a lot of people. Now, I said this before, like six months ago. And people were like, no, 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 he never said that. And I'm like, man, I can't I remember him saying that. I remember seeing a couple things. But now they're saying that he is. Uh, does he, would he even have, you know, as far as I suppose as Democratic candidates, and I'm trying to think of, of the only person, like the a Democratic candidate that could run for president that I could think that could pull in both, you know, and find that new, would have been Tulsi Gabbard. I think she, you know, and I don't know a ton about her, but she had, the love from both sides. I don't think Gavin Newsom could pull it out. That's interesting. Lots of people were told they already had their vote online. Okay. That's, there's a lot of misinformation going on. Listen, these are fair and free elections. I'm going to need you to stop. Stop it. Right now. Right now. Um, we need a tectonic plates to lose Cali float off in the ocean. That's why I said maybe we should just let Cali float off and then bring it back in a couple years and reattach it and see what happens. They hate Tulsi. Well, that's because she's like common sense. I don't know. I don't get it. I, I feel like if, if anybody had a chance, it would have been Tulsi Gabbard. It's not going to be Gavin Newsom. I don't know. But Gavin, Californians, congratulations. I, I don't think I'm allowed in your state because I won't wear a mask. I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, so I won't be coming there anytime soon. You probably don't want me there either, right? That's okay. Um, Tulsi is. We talk about that too. That's for another life. I'll come get you, Katie. It'll be fine. I'll come get you from the beautiful California. I've been to California. It's a beautiful state. I had a great time when I was there. This was before COVID and, and all my social media crap. But it is definitely Gavin's policies. I, I, I don't know. Boy, I don't know, you guys. Bet. Um, on, on to, on, good luck to Gavin. I hope it all works out for you.
Gavin Newsom. Um, so we can move on. All the Californians are moving to Texas. This is why Texas is big mad, too. They're like, out of here. Don't California my Texas. Do you think all the people that moved from Cali to New York, Florida had an impact on how this? You know, that's a great question, Sonia. Maybe it did. Maybe that's just it. Maybe there just wasn't enough people there. Maybe because it was a land. It was kind of landslidey almost in California. So maybe that had to do with them because a lot of people did flee. There was a time where Gavin was begging people not to move and he was like offering incentives for people not to move. And people were leaving in droves because they were sick of being locked down. Um, it will not work for us in California. I that maybe that had something to do with it too. There just wasn't enough to put the balance in, and maybe that's why it was a landslide. And people were just like, you know what, fucking take it. You can have it. Come and get it. We don't want it anymore. We'll find somewhere else with a beach. Possibly. Uh, plus California's got like Hollywood and all the you know, well, the, that's for another show too. But California, I, I was kind of surprised, but maybe you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have been. Um Texan Florida did well. well. I've been watching Tulsi's podcast. My concerns about her are elevated. I'm 100% sold on her now. Or alleviated. I'm 100% sold on her now. We'll see. If she throws her hat in the running for anything, I guess we'll dive into Tulsi Gabbard for right now. But for now, um, we're going to say this. It has a massive budget surplus in the 15th largest. That's great. But you got some problems there. People left in droves. I mean, that's common knowledge, too. There's, your people are leaving. I don't know why. Uh, make America Florida. Well, we can move on to Florida. You guys want to move on to Florida? New York, Pennsylvania. So Florida. Florida swept last night. Hold on. Florida election results. So Mark Rubio, who I'm not a huge fan of either, but whatever. Mark Rubio won when the U.S. Senate last night. Um, in the House, they had. Looks like Mark. Oh, it's not going. Why you gotta be so rude? Probably because I have too many tabs open. I do. Well, Mark Rubio won last night, and so did Governor DeSantis. So Governor DeSantis came out and he won last night. Um, it sounds like he didn't even like his his opponent didn't even have a chance. Uh it went pretty red. It went from like Florida went from red to like a deep red. People, but also I read some stuff where Florida's elections were probably the most secure like they had tons of of uh, like the poll watchers were there and you had to show your id and you had to you know they had all of these like national guard they had all of these people there watching it and they had constant updates and it just it went smooth there was no problems and it was over um it's very interesting to see that but i have his speech which is also really good because this is going to kind of tie into what i want to talk about with uh, 2024 too. So let's watch Governor DeSantis. Much. Well, thank you so much. You know, over these past four years, we've seen major challenges for the people of our state, for the citizens of the United States, and above all, for the cause of freedom. We saw freedom in our very way of life and so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine, Florida held the line. We chose facts over fear. We chose education over indoctrination. We chose law and order over rioting and disorder. 
Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. We stood as a citadel of freedom for people across this country and indeed across the world. We faced attacks. We took the hits. We weathered the storms. But we stood our ground. We did not back down. We had the conviction to guide us, and we had the courage to lead. We made promises. We made promises to the people of Florida, and we have delivered on those promises. Is that his wife? The lady in the gold dress is very pretty. Very pretty young lady. Um, DeSantis is kind of a goat. I, I don't, you know what? I don't know what else to say. Like that he, he swept in Florida. He's got, there's a lot of conversations going on about him running for president in 2024. Um, he's just a goat. And he, he, I don't know. It, it'll be, that is his wife. She's very pretty. She's a very pretty wife. I mean, she's like her gold dress. Like I was all kind of for it. Um, I didn't have it. And that's all right. So that, yeah, that was only part of his acceptance speech because it's like, I don't know, eight or nine, 10 minutes long, but he came out, he accepted it. He was gracious about it. A lot of people feel like DeSantis again, could almost kind of be that center that, that everybody's looking for. And so you're far, obviously you're far right. Love him. But the people who maybe are undecided or kind of on the fence, they like him a lot too. And they like him because of the way that he handled things after hurricane Ian. Um, he, he, the way that he speaks isn't so divisive and my forever Trumpers are going to get kind of upset with me too, as, as we kind of talk a little bit about this. So with Donald Trump is, is set to make a big announcement. You know what? Wait, we could just go through the videos here. So Donald Trump is set to make a big announcement on the 15th of November and he did it in his rally in, I want to say it was in Ohio. Yes, it was. So here, let's watch this really quick and then let's chitter chat about it a little bit. But not to detract from tomorrow's very important, even critical, election. And I would say, in the strongest way, it's a country-saving election, specifically including the election of all the people that I'm going to name. I'm going to be making a very big announcement on Tuesday, November 15th at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. We want nothing to detract from the importance of tomorrow. Okay. So a lot of people are taking that as he is going to be announcing his run for presidency for 2024 on the 15th. And one of the questions that was presented to me in the comments of the, of, of the Tiki Talks was if he announces that he is running for re-election, does this mean that he concedes the 2020 election? And then I think it was Double N Glenn that came into my comments and said, no, because if, in order to concede, you have to do it. Like, there's a process for it. It has to be on paper. You have to. So I, I don't know. Um, that's a very interesting and thought-provoking observation. He, 
She's oh, did she? I didn't know that. And we're talking about Santa's his wife. Sorry, I'm I'm losing. Sorry, Sonia, keep me on track. So does this mean so? And I, I've got a lot of my my forever Trumpers too who are screaming, still screaming about 2020 and how we're not going to vote. I, I got to be kind of careful on how I say this. But so what does that mean? So does that mean that that he is going to accept the results of 2020? Or could this announcement be something else? I think he will be endorsing. So Abby, you're kind of, you're kind of, thinking the same way that I'm thinking. I don't know that he's going to, and I could be wrong. He could come out, come back down the stairs, and I could be completely wrong. But I'm saying that what if, what if it's something else? And obviously there has been some, some stuff between him and DeSantis. And I've got another video that I'm going to play too. I really like Ron DeSantis. Um, I don't know what he, obviously he was just elected governor of Florida. I don't live in Florida. So what he does for Floridians, I can only hope that he does the best because they're, you know, I have a lot of friends that are there. But as far as what if he isn't, he can announce that Speaker of the House is determined by Congress. So they're the ones that voted in. They have to nominate. This is the way that I understand it. And Tex, if you're still here, maybe you can correct me. But the way that I understand it was Speaker of the House, which would be Nancy Pelosi's position as we speak, is that Congress has to elect, they have to nominate and then elect in the Speaker of the House. We don't, from what I understand, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but we don't have a lot to do with Speaker of the House once Congress has been solidified, which is why the midterm elections as a whole was so freaking important, because we had to get be able to flip a lot of those seats in order to have control over who they were going to nominate in as Speaker of the House. Now, we're going to talk a little bit about that, too, because initially they thought that we had flipped enough seats to be able to take the House back. But now they're looking at with some things that happened overnight that they didn't anticipate happening. We don't know yet. And it doesn't sound like we're going to know either until December. And so if that's the case, then no, that would not be the announcement of him announcing to be that he's nominated for Speaker of the House. I could be wrong. Again, I could be completely wrong. Um I wish Mr. Salker was still alive. I would get him on the phone and ask him because I never listened in his class and I fucking should have, but I don't know. So more to come on that. And we're going to wait and see, but I do not think that that's going to be the announcement. I don't know if he's going to announce that he's running for president either. And here's why I, I love Trump. I voted for Trump. I loved Trump because I loved his policies. And I personally, me personally. Okay. I love the way that he conducts himself. I think it's hilarious. I do. I, I love a good clap back. I love, you know, sticking it to people who keep banning me and who keep censoring us and so on. I love it. I'm here for it. But I also understand that he has to be able to be for the whole country. He can't, you can't just be for one side. Like you have to accommodate or try your best to accommodate people who believe a vast multitude of other things. And that is where I think Trump is is really weak when it comes to his leadership. And and I'm gonna I'm I'm I know I know and I loved it. I was here for it. I was here for it. I loved it. But I also understand how people hate him so much because it, everything that he came out against was very attacky. I I am really hard pressed to use words like Democrat and Republican, and it's all the Democrats' fault because I know better. Like no, it's not. It just as just as not all Republicans are are these far right KKK members like 
like the like the the far left Democrats like to call us, right? I understand that there has to be there has to be balance. There has to be a middle ground to it, and I think he really struggles with that. And so I we often talk about like who the one is going to be, right? I like DeSantis because I feel like he can cater to that kind of if he had to. Now, when it comes to his state in Florida, obviously he won because he is against a lot of the things that his people want him to be against. But when it comes to running for president of the United States, he was almost going to have to be open to all of it and understanding and compassionate. You have to be. This is where, like, then we come back in with the abortion thing. And the abortion was a hot ticket item with this election. I didn't think it would be, but it was. Okay, there has to be some compassion for women. If you want to completely ban abortions, fine, completely ban them. But you damn well better have a plan for these 12, 13, 14-year-old girls who find themselves in situations that are better, might not even be their fault. We better be spending some of that money to get them the support that they need. We better be putting in legislation that makes adoption easier and makes adoption less expensive. And this is the ground, this is the tightrope that like the president of the United States is going to have to walk. And so far, I don't see a lot of that with anybody. And that's frustrating for me. Um, is promoting and running. Trump is, at, Trump is best at doing what he's last year is promoting and running and interference. He ran his whole campaign on exposing the swamp and we're here. We know it. We know who the, we know who the players are now. We know who the swamp is now. We're aware. We're awake. We're doing our own research. We are voting with our heads and not our, our emotions. That was point. That was the point. You're never going to please the majority, not as corrupt as the government is. That's, But that's kind of the thing. And this is where I think when it comes to the 2024 run, you're really going to have to figure out where you hang your hat at. And that's unfortunate because there you do have to walk that line. You have to be understanding as to where people are coming from. I think a lot of the people right now are really concerned about inflation, but I saw zero campaigning from anybody on any side talking about how they can possibly fix inflation. I hear them say, we're going to fix inflation. We, and this is a specific to Iowa. This is all the campaign that I heard on when it came to like on the right, right? This was specific to Iowa. They were like, we're going to fix inflation and we're going to give Iowans the help they need. But there was zero plan on how they were going to do it. They had, and, and zero, nobody said, well, we're going to do it by doing this. We're going to do it by, by cutting the state tax in half for the year. So that to give people a little bit of reprieve, to give people a little bit more money in their pockets, we're going to do this. We're nothing. There was none of that. There was a lot of bashing and there was a lot of, of, of bullshit, you know, and I voted the way that I voted because I, I, I did my research, but to the people that don't have time to do the research, to people that work, who don't sit home all day and run a podcast and, and it's their content and this is what they do for work. I get it. Cause then that's all they hear. It's all, oh, they're going to fix it. So we're going to vote for them, but nobody talks about how. I struggle with this, but I feel like Ron DeSantis has a better chance of being able to ride that line than Donald Trump does right now. And so as we go into 2024 and we, we start looking at, at things like that, we're, we're really just going to have to stay as open-minded as we can with things, because I know a lot of my forever Trumpers too, also really like Ron DeSantis. And I have a video that I shared in to Telegram that I'm going to show, and I don't want you to get mad. Well, you can get mad. You can leave. That's okay. But I want to play this video for you and then we'll talk a little bit about it. Okay. And this is kind of what I'm talking about.
Ron is a person, I've always had a decent relationship with him, but when I endorsed him, he was, he was gone. He was not going to be able to even be a factor in the race. And as soon as I endorsed him, within moments, he, the race was over. I got him the nomination. He didn't get it. I got it. Because the minute I made that endorsement, he got it. Then he ran, and he wasn't supposed to be able to win. I did two rallies. We had 52,000 people each one, and we ended up, he won. And I thought that he could have been more gracious, but that's up to him. Okay, so that's touchy. And it goes back, there's some other things that I know Tex had talked about when he was on Monday that Trump had said some things about Ted Cruz. I'm not a Ted Cruz fan either. Again, it goes in line with what I like. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think it's great. I love the entertainment aspect of it. I love the, the antics, right? And I loved his policies. I loved what he did for child trafficking. And I loved what he did for the economy. I love that he put America first. I loved all of it. But I also understand that it was very divisive when it came to people in the left. There was no compassion for them. And I don't know if we'll ever get that. Maybe DeSantis isn't the answer either. But as we continue into and going into 2024, that's going to kind of be what we need to look at. I really feel like Christy Noem, possibly, maybe, but again, she's very, very hard stance on some issues that I wish she would be a little more lenient on. And so we're got we're gonna go into that. Um, listen, I love Trump, but he's also a noxious, egotistical asshole. This is what I'm saying. I love that about him, but I get why some of the why some of the every and I'm not talking about the elites, I'm not talking about Hollywood, because I don't give a shit about them. I'm talking about these normal people in my comments here on TikTok who think the same thing and, and they don't like it. And that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But that could be the defining factor. If he were to run again, I, I don't know. I don't know if he'd win or not um, with or without shenanigans. So we'll see. We're constantly divided and that's the issue. We need to have a middle ground and less finger pointing and admitting the other fingers are pointing back. And while they, This is exactly the problem. And this is always going to be the problem. But again, and, and I understand this, this goes back to the two wings of the same bird, right? I understand that, but we don't have a solution yet. Like we don't have any, there's nothing else that people can do other than to vote and to do their research. What we're trying to do now and what we're trying to convince people to do now is to research each candidate and to vote, to, to get out of like the party mindset and to vote with the candidates that they feel like would be the best for them and their family and to, to kind of remove themselves from that, that party mindset. And we still got a lot of work to do, obviously, because New York is another one. So let's get back into the states. Michigan. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Michigan, Michigan. So Michigan, they reelected Big Gretch. Big Gretch, who talked about being kidnapped by some random people. <coughs> I don't. She locked. She was probably the worst state. She was had to be right up there as far as COVID restrictions went and then being so being all about the COVID restrictions, but then not um, following them herself. But they elected her back in. They they voted for her back in, and she's going to be the governor of Michigan. The next one is Pennsylvania, obviously. Pennsylvania, somebody had said that there is breaking news, but Pennsylvania might not be done. Are they going to do a runoff? Let me, let me pull it back up. Let me just make double sure before I speak on it. Okay, so Pennsylvania is still reporting at 94% of the precincts that are reporting. Um, and it looks like Josh Sapiro, hold on, this is of Pennsylvania. And then for the Senate, 94% is still John Fetterman. But they're still at 94% in, 
It doesn't even really look super close. It's 50 to 47. Um, John Fetterman. This, that's interesting. And we remember like Dr. Oz. So he was running up against Dr. Oz and Dr. Oz was the one that was brought up. I don't like Dr. Oz either, but he was brought up by Oprah. And then Oprah went and she endorsed Fetterman. And then Fetterman went. And here, if you need a reminder of who Fetterman was, here, let me just play this really quick. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. <coughs> Bet. He's running to serve Pennsylvania in his hoodie with the flags blowing. You know what? Whatever. I um, I don't like Dr. Oz either, but again, I think this goes along lines. People just voted party lines. They're like, well, I don't want to vote in a Republican, so I'm going to vote for this guy. It, ha- it has to be. I can't. Why would you do that? What? He wasn't, he doesn't have any good policies. He doesn't have any, I mean, I don't get it. At least Dr. Oz is a rhino, and I think he's kind of a piece of shit. But at least he had speaking abilities. At least, you know, he was like an Obama, right? Terrible, but at least he could pull it out. But, man, no, you voted for Uncle Fester. It's so, it's 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 amazing to me. Um, there's no way I'm shocked. Don't be shocked. Uncle Festerman, Uncle Fester. Again, this has to be some kind of party line thing. It's either party lines or finagling. That's, it's, it's either those two things. I don't get it. He's an empty ship. So that so some people on TikTok are saying he's, so he's basically like what like a puppet. So he's gonna play. He's a placeholder. Robin's got it. So people are saying that he's a placeholder and basically he's just gonna do whatever the regime tells him to do. Um, and he's not gonna complain. Kind of like Joe Biden, right? Who called it a lid yesterday at noon? At noon, the Biden administration called it a lid yesterday at noon, and was like, nope, we're not gonna talk anymore. We're gonna call people on the phone. I'd better look that fly on that wall. But you gotta call Fetterman, Biden, and say what? What's up? I liked your hoodie, man. What's up? Congratulations. Out of here. Vote for most counties were red. Covering up all the COVID mishandlings and death. This is this is a big thing in Michigan, too. There was a lot of that. People forget, though. So this really, the election, the election that happened yesterday, I think really did. It, you're really going to see shit divide now amongst the states because things are going to be so drastically different. Um, right up into your own state. Uncle Fester, Mo counties were red. <clears throat> he was extra comfortable in that hoodie. You're going to see things just divide like crazy. And I don't know. I had anticipated us doing a lot better, getting a lot more common sense in there. I didn't see it. And so I I, I don't know. Are we still going to send a bunch of money to Ukraine? Probably. Um, are we going to be coming out of our recession? No. Sounds like the housing market's crashing now. So it's probably going to get worse. Texts have talked about used cars. I don't know. Um, I'm to the point where I'm not voting anymore due to issues with the voting and I'm not having scared. So here's the thing is I get that. <clears throat> I thought about that too. Like a lot of people are feeling like they're there because of the voting issues. But let me tell you about something a little bit about yesterday. And I'm running the risk here on YouTube. But So yesterday the voting issues... Um, were with the machines. The machines weren't working. And so you could still go and you could still do your ballot. And then when you put them in the machine, they weren't reading right 100% of the time. They were reading right like 75% of the time. And this was in Maricopa County. This is out there. YouTube, it's mainstream media. Like they, they came out, they were getting it fixed. Um, they encouraged people to put their votes in a box so that they could take them downtown once the polls closed to count them manually by hand. And Carrie Lake had kind of said the same thing. The thing, the problem with it is that takes a lot longer 
And so I don't know that it's going to be finagling necessarily, but what they were banking on was that you'd get frustrated and leave. This wasn't, I don't think that there's, I think that there's stuff that intentionally happened or did maybe didn't intentionally happen. Okay. With the voting machine to make the process longer and more encompassing and to keep you away from work longer, to keep you away from your kids longer, to make you have to stand in line. Some people can't stand in line for a couple hours to go vote. Right. And so they were counting on you to leave and to get frustrated and to just dip and to not vote. That's what that's, that was what was happening yesterday. I don't think it had anything to do really with anything else um, <clears throat> because everything else was being watched so damn carefully that they were counting on people to just get frustrated and leave. And this is something I think that's going to continue on too, as we, we continue on um, with, with the election process. So it really does come down to having a plan that you're going to be there for a while. Um, they ran out of paper for the printers at 11 AM. They had to go get more paper. So then you got to wait. A lot of people couldn't wait. They had to go back to work. And then they tried to, especially in Arizona and Maricopa County, they tried to take it to the Supreme court to leave the polls open until 10 o'clock so that they could, those people that had to leave could come back and get their vote in and they refused to do it. Now that's not right either, but that's what it is. And, but it, it's done so that you're frustrated so that you have that same, that same mentality of, well, I'm just not even going to do it. You know what? It's not even worth it. Yes, it is. Okay. They're counting on you to leave. Um, Sonia, not in Vegas. People stayed even while it was raining. Some people said we aren't leaving. And first of all, our voices will be heard. This is the mentality that we need to have. I get it. Like, and I, and I agree. I agree that some stuff happens um, and things happen. But this is all we can do. And and this goes back to this goes back to like the two wings of the same bird comments, right? I feel like that's really deflating for the people that are really trying to do something. And and it's important to get out and vote and to have your voice be heard. It's all you can do at this point. Until another process comes that is better, or until things change, there is nothing else. This is it. This is all we have. Counts, doesn't count, doesn't matter. This is all you can do. And if you can't do the very minimum of what you can do then we've got a bigger problem. Um, so Pennsylvania, John Fetterman, I don't know, like that whole thing was weird, <coughs> but whatever, whatever, Dr. Oz, whatever, Uncle Fester, that'll be an entertaining thing to watch. I think over the next two years to watch that guy get up and try to talk about anything. That's a realistic view. We need to remember snacks and chairs. So we stay Americans need the same energy to tailgate party football game or black Friday. Do you know how many times I've seen people stay overnight for two days outside of like a best buy just to get that big screen TV on black Friday. Like we need to have that same energy when it comes to voting and we don't. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that, but we don't have that same thing and we need to. And hopefully someday there will be a process that makes it better, makes it easier. I I struggle to know, <laughs> I struggle to figure out why we can't just do it from our phones. I understand that there's security and security issues with this. But you mean to tell me that we've got like military secret websites that can tell you where terrorists are in the middle of nowhere that are unhackable? But we can't hold an election via our phones. We don't have an app for that. <clears throat> when in the 20th century, 21st century now, like I, I understand with the fraud. Okay, there, there's a potential for a lot of, of things to go wrong with that. But why isn't that being looked at? Um, 
or cash registers never go down on Friday, but machines do. I know, but I don't understand why that's not like a thing. It's very, it's that's interesting to me too. Why it can't be that easy for people? <clears throat> because then I feel like it would be too easy for people, and then the people's voices would really be heard, regardless of what side, regardless of what side you're on. So it's just interesting. We'll see. Uh, New York was the next one I was kind of dumbfounded at. New York also with their COVID restrictions and the terrible, terrible leadership in New York was voted in again. I, I don't I don't get it with New York. Um, the results came out in which the states legalized marijuana. I did. Um, I don't understand New York. I, I don't know what you're doing. I bet if you're happy with the way things are, I guess, vote. Kathy, she, is, she was officially elected in this time. I think when she wasn't elected the last time, she was just put in. But all the problems that New York had with their governors and the, the media during COVID, you didn't want to shoot for something else. Like, you just want to try something else, maybe. But again, this goes back to party lines. People, they do not vote for one person just because they are a registered party. And that's, that's the mentality. And that's what has to change. That's where we've still got a lot of work to do. Um, so New York, good luck to you. I hope it works out for you. The Arizona elections is the next one I want to talk about. And this is a big one right now. So Arizona is kind of a key state when it comes to a lot of this. And Maricopa County specifically is a key county when it comes to a lot of Arizona's elections. Maricopa County did have a lot of problems from the get-go in the morning with their voter machines. They weren't working. Um, and so people were leaving and people were waiting and people were angry. And that's that's out there. That And I'm not saying that there was fraud. I'm saying that something happened and they're having problems. That's what I'm saying. YouTube, that's what I'm saying. Okay. And they did. They had a lot of problems. Carrie Lake tried to get in front of it, telling people to stay in line. I know Donald Trump came out with a statement telling people in Maricopa County to stay in line. Um, and then Carrie wrapped up last night. We still do not have the results for Arizona. It doesn't sound like we're going to have them until Christmas or no, like Thanksgiving or Christmas. And that came out on the news <clears throat> station local to Arizona. And I'm going to play that right now. Here we go in five, four, three, two. Zona, the marquee races there are too early to call. Election officials in the state have said they are prepared to work through Thanksgiving and possibly Christmas as well. So we might not know what's going to happen in Arizona until Christmas. So pocket that. Congratulations, Arizona. You've got to get something fixed. Uh, Maricopa County has got to get some. Maricopa County had a lot of problems in 2022, if I remember right. <clears throat> Something's got to change out there as far as your guys' process and getting this kind of stuff done. But Carrie Lake had some things to say after last night and everything kind of got held up. And I'm going to play that for you guys right now, too. You know, I, I did a lot of praying to God. I've been praying to God every day, all day. And I said to him, you make this victory come whatever way you want. If it comes decisive on election day, then bring it to us that way. If we have to fight through the BS and the garbage, then we will fight through the BS and the garbage. But how do you get fair and free elections? You have to fight and win to make them fair and free. And we needed another stark reminder that we have incompetent people running the show in Arizona. Who is ready for a change? And I want you to know we are going to monitor the ballots. We, we got to work in this system that we have right now. And as they continue to come in and our numbers go up, up, up like they did last time, when we win, first line of action is to restore honesty to Arizona elections. 
Are you willing for incompetency to play itself out and the victory to come at us? I am willing to wait for that. And when we win, and I think it will be within hours, I think it will be within hours, we will declare victory and we will get to work turning this around. No more incompetency and no more corruption in Arizona elections. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos here. Thanks for. I just want to play that last little bit, too, to let you know that I got that clip from NBC News, which came straight from YouTube. So there. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. So that was Carrie Lake. Now, Carrie Lake has been, she's kind of the front runner. She's kind of the, the favorite when it comes to um, the governors in, or the governor in, in Arizona. She's, I don't even know who her, who's running against her. Like, I hadn't seen anything. We talked a little bit about this before the live started, too, with Carrie Lake. All I ever saw was Carrie Lake, and it was either for Carrie Lake or against Carrie Lake. Like there was no, I have no idea who the front, who the other person was. Nobody was really talking about her. She didn't really campaign a whole lot. It, it was very similar to Iowa's Democratic, uh, can't our Democratic uh, person. I didn't even know who that was either. Like all you really saw was Carrie Lake, and so if she does lose, it is going to be very interesting because as far as campaigning goes. She was everywhere. She was, she, I remember in the beginning, she bashed CNN to their face outside of a rally, um, basically calling them fake news and CNN blew it up. And they were like, this chick, da, da, da. and it's like, she was everywhere. She wouldn't debate her. I know like that, that's another thing. Like there was no debate. Like Carrie Lake's uh, uh, opponent would not debate her, wouldn't have the conversation with her. And I didn't even know you could choose not to do that. I thought debates were like a part of it. You had to. Um, we did not vote. Out. I know. I heard. I saw. She's terrible, too. Um, it is very interesting. And, and what happens in Arizona is really going to determine a lot of things as far as what kind of power we have left in the federal government, too. And so Arizona, Georgia, the runoffs in Georgia are going to be rose. It's just going to be really weird next couple of months. Secretary of State seems strange that she's running for governor. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Carrie Hobbs was the, okay. She was the Arizona secretary of state. She wouldn't debate her. The whole thing is very strange. Um, not surprised by California. We have a lot of work to do. California does have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work to do too. Again, this goes back in line with, with making sure that we're educating people on voting for policy and people over party. Um, I think a lot of people are, there's still that old outdated thinking that boomer thinking, uh, that you just vote straight party lines, straight down. And that's that can't be how we do this anymore. It just cannot be that it's too divided and it's too extreme on both sides that we have to start helping people do research on the candidates that, that are going to be running for whatever it is they're going to be running for. And this is where the media used to play a big hand in a lot of things. And this is where the media really sucks balls right now because they don't. The media leans to one side and one side only. We all know it. Um, the media, uh, they lean towards the establishment and whoever the establishment loves, the media loves. And that's that the media can't report anything without some kind of bullshit bias in it. And so people are never they never really know what's going on. But this is where, again, I think we have a lot of work to do, but this is where a lot of work has been done, too, because there was a poll that came out a couple months ago when it comes to people in the news and people are getting a lot of their news now from podcasts, from interviews. A lot of your your 
officials are going on to these podcasts and just talking to, to normal everyday people. And this is where people are getting a lot of their news. So this is where you see a lot of the change happening there. So we take a lot of heart to that, um, that that narrative is starting to change and we're able to kind of put people at the forefront and let them talk to constituents without having that bias when it comes to the media podcast. It was like 65% of people get their news and their entertainment from podcasts. They don't even watch like your CNNs, even like with Fox news, right? A lot of people don't watch Fox news anymore. A lot of, and it shows in their numbers. It shows in, in their tankings and in their ratings and, Like Joe Rogan, I wanted to say, and whether you like Joe Rogan or not, he's just a dude with a podcast and he has more subscribers than like CNN, MSNBC and Fox News combined on like his YouTubes, on his platforms. And that is mind blowing. But this is where people get their information. And so it is really important to keep that in mind and to take that to heart, too, with everything that's going on, that even if nothing else changes, that has changed and it's going to continue to change is that everyday people can come out and they can talk about their opinions on things as long as the censorship gets taken care of at some point. But even with the censorship, there's Rumble, there's, there's Twitch. We use Twitch an awful lot. We're on Rumble. You know, we're not going to stop doing what we do, but because I think it's important because I think this is the direction that things like this are going to go. Mainstream media is dead now. It's dying. It's a dying breed. And you know, CBS, it wasn't CBS. I don't remember what news station. They had to redact the Pelosi story because they got it wrong. Because it went against the narrative that they wanted to push. Like, and everybody knew it. It was crazy. Um, except for revolting and black media has done, except for people running against them. I'm sorry. Um, are we still talking about, they're talking about the Georgia runoffs. So, and that's, what else do I have? I do have a couple other things too that are not necessarily election related, but I did want to touch on. Uh, a report came out this morning about Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> so Mark Zuckerberg had to lay off 11,000 meta staff. Mark Zuckerberg's having a rough time. Like he is pretty close to being non-billionaire status at this point. Him, the meta stuff, meta, if you don't know, is like Instagram and Facebook. They're just, they're tanking. So Mark Zuckerberg apologized for laying off 11,000 meta staff, uh, but Elon Musk did not say he was sorry to the Twitter workers who lost their jobs. That's how it's being reported. But this is what I'm talking about when it comes to reporting, right? Why did we even have to bring up Elon Musk to begin with? You didn't. You could have just reported it and left it alone. But I digress. Meta announced that 11,000 jobs were cut, equating to 13% of its workforce on Wednesday. The layoffs came just days after Elon Musk sent blue emails to half Twitter's workforce. Mark Zuckerberg apologized, but Elon Musk did not. And that's it. That's really all they talk about. But Meta has been struggling over the past years, spending billions of dollars into its metaverse project uh, with limited returns. Since its rebrand from Facebook to uh, Facebook in October of 21, uh, Meta's stock price has fallen by about 70%. The cuts at Meta have come after Lyft let go of 700 workers, Stripe cut out 14% of its staff, and Twitter axed half of its workforce. Twitter's mass layoffs made just a week after Elon Musk's takeover were announced in blunt emails that came out with an apology from the new owner. Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey did say, I own the responsibility for why everyone is in this situation. I grew the company size too quickly, and I apologize for that. And then they went back and forth. But Meta is on its way out, too. And this goes back to, again, with mainstream media, I think your Facebook's Instagram probably, too, um, probably on its way out. It doesn't look like they're going to be able to hold on. There is some conversations about Elon Musk purchasing Vine. 
And if you guys don't remember what Vine is, I didn't do much on Vine. I never, that was like a, a millennial thing. Um, but Vine was a lot like TikTok. It had short form videos and things like that. And so if that were to happen and Elon Musk were to be able to combine the tweeting and the TikToking or the videos, that could make Twitter a whole new force to be reckoned with. And so we're just going to have to see what happens. But if you work for Facebook, it's a shit deal. Sorry about that. And then the last thing that I have was Joe Biden's America. They did a poll. Let me pull this up too. Stop screen, add screen, share screen. This is so much easier to do when it's over there. Here it is. So Joe Biden's America, one in four Americans are skipping Thanksgiving dinner due to the high food costs, and some are opting for pizza instead of turkey. Uh, one in four Americans are skipping Thanksgiving this year due to high food prices, thanks to Joe Biden. According to a poll conducted by Personal Capital, one in four Americans are skipping Thanksgiving this year to save money. One in three Americans are hosting smaller Thanksgiving dinners, and nearly 90% are cutting out at least one dish to save money. Many Americans celebrating Thanksgiving will be opting for pizza instead of the traditional turkey with the fixings. The budgets are tighter this year, too. Many Americans will be spending less than $100 for their Thanksgiving food. This I can attest to. Um, because we are not having that kind of Thanksgiving dinner this year. We're not doing pizza. We're going to do chicken. Um, but we're not, there's no, we're just going to hang and be here. We're not spending a shit ton of money on Thanksgiving dinner or on Thanksgiving a whole Christmas. I imagine is going to look very similar, um, just to kind of keep our budget in line with where it needs to be. But it's a sad state of affairs that this happened. And then the elections went the way they went last night. Um, maybe it just hasn't sunk in for people yet. I don't know. I guess. I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Um, Dorsey bought it and shut it down. Oh, should he? Maybe he's going to bring it back. Then. I didn't know that. It'd be interesting. No turkey. No, we're going to do, we're doing rotisserie chickens. <clears throat> a couple of them. And I think we're going to smoke a chicken. And we're going to make two sides and a pumpkin pie. And that's pretty much it. We're not going all out for Thanksgiving this year. I wanted him to call it um, the twit talk. <laughs> but whatever. That's it. That's it. You guys, that's all I've got for today. Um, we kind of went through everything. And uh, I guess I'm just going to wrap it up with with uh, just keep your heads up. I mean, I, I, things are going to get crazy. Things are going to get harder, probably. Um, there's some fallout that has not happened yet that is probably going to come. But we'll make it as long as we stay smart and we keep our heads on a swivel and we just make sure that we're paying attention. This is probably the most uh, the strongest and best advice that I can give uh, to anybody is just pay attention. If you, and if you feel triggered by something, specifically if you're you're here and you're hating, if you're triggered by something, do me just a huge favor and just go look it up. Go look it up and try to understand and try to see what I'm saying or try to see what we're saying um, and try to understand that and try to lead with compassion over conflict uh, because that's the only way that we're going to be able to come out of this on top. So with that, you guys, our hour is up. I love your faces. Thank you so much for being here. Today is Wednesday, tomorrow is Thursday. So tomorrow we are actually guests on another podcast called Dark to Light. We're on 2A Patriot Mama's podcast tomorrow night. Um, so you can find her on TikTok. It's just 2A Patriot Mama. She has invited us to come on and just talk about all the stuff. And so we're excited to do that. And that's going to be at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I will see you guys all over there tomorrow night. I love your faces. Keep her moving. Take it easy. Tell your mama says hi and watch out for deer. Bye guys.